This is Plant-Based Briefing, Zero Waste Cooking for Vegans, Do's and Don'ts, Part 1, by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, compassionate, and eco-friendly living, with permission, in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's post is longer than that, so I've split it up into two, and I'll read Part 1 today and Part 2 tomorrow. It's by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com, and she offers whole food plant-based weekly meal plans to make meal planning and batch cooking easy. Her meal plans are delicious, and they're relatively simple. I love them. I'm a subscriber. Every week, pretty much every week, there's a slow cooker meal, which I love. Her seitan, she's got a couple seitan recipes that I've made on the meal plans. They're my favorite and easiest. White bean hummus, I mean, so many favorites come from her meal plans. And they're incredibly reasonable. A lifetime subscription is just around $100. So you're not paying every month. And she also offers other content regularly for her subscribers as well. I've attended some of her live cooking demos, a virtual tour of a sanctuary. And just yesterday, I attended a session she held for the Climate Healers Conference, their ninth annual VCOP, Vegan Convergence of the Peoples. And she did a cooking demo on how to improvise a healthy vegan meal with very little food waste. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, and you can find it on Climate Healer's Facebook page also. She also has a podcast, Vegan Family Kitchen, so check that out as well. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Zero Waste Cooking for Vegans, Do's and Don'ts, and Keeping the Bigger Picture in Mind by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. Eating is unavoidable if we're to stay alive, but certainly there are less wasteful ways to do it. Drastically cutting back on meat, dairy, and egg consumption was something I did at first for environmental reasons. But once my family ate mostly plant-based meals, I wondered, what else can I do to reduce our footprint? In this post, I explore zero-waste cooking for vegans. I list the do's and don'ts my family's experimenting with as an effort to cut back on unnecessary waste. Here's a hint. Convenience is often the culprit when it comes to waste. Slowing down, thinking ahead, and perhaps doing less are keys to a lower-waste lifestyle. Plan to cook at home, mostly from scratch. Home-cooked, plant-based meals will practically always result in less waste overall than restaurant fare, delivery, or takeout, to say nothing of the fact that they'll also be far cheaper and healthier. Restaurant operations are inherently wasteful, and packaging is required to bring the food from their kitchen to your table. Even biodegradable containers have negative side effects. They release greenhouse gases when decomposing, and few cities have the infrastructure required to deal with compostable ware. Many food containers are wish-cycled by well-intentioned citizens only to contaminate the stream of legitimate recyclables. Cooking does take some time, but often not that much longer than ordering, as long as one has a decently stocked pantry. There are many meals you can improvise with whatever you have at hand. Better yet, plan your meals ahead of time to avoid the sirens of convenience. It's easier to make the right decision ahead of time when we're relaxed than at 6 p.m. on a Friday night when we are famished after a long, stressful week. Need help with meal planning? Learn the basics, download one of my easy templates, or subscribe to the Vegan Family Meal Plans, all linked here. Caring for leftovers and actually eating them. The abandonment of cooked food is a tragedy. So much effort, energy, and love go into growing, harvesting, transforming, and ultimately cooking food that letting the leftovers rot should be treated as a crime. We make sure to transfer leftovers to containers and refrigerate or freeze immediately after dinner. 
Most can be combined to create suitable lunches. Some make a fine snack or perhaps a side dish for a meal in the near future. My family prefers rectangular glass containers with snap tops because we can transfer hot food to them. They are see-through and use space most efficiently in the fridge, in addition to being freezer and oven-friendly. Check your containers to be safe. Don't forget to use labels and consider keeping an inventory of your freezer's content. I can show you how linked here. Pantry organization is everything. As a curious cook, I used to buy so many different ingredients from various culinary traditions, and my pantry was a mess. Rolled up bags and open boxes of flowers, powders, and seasonings fluttered my kitchen cabinets until inevitably I was hit with a pantry moth infestation. That is serious food waste. Now everything gets stored into airtight, labeled glass jars. If there isn't room for another jar and I can't find the ingredient in a small enough quantity just for the recipe I want to make, then I'm not making it. The jar system, combined with pull-out drawers, means that I can see what ingredients I have at a glance and plan my meals or improvise a feast accordingly. When I dip in a jar and see that the content is getting on the low side, I immediately add it on the list for my next trip to the bulk store. What vegan ingredients I buy in bulk? Dry beans of all types, peas and lentils, are easy to find in bulk at practically any grocery store. I prefer to cook my own from scratch anyway, primarily because canned beans would make my shopping bags way heavier when walking up the hill from the grocery store. Whole grains and pseudo-grains like rice, quinoa, farro, wheat, and barley I also get in bulk, as well as rolled oats and couscous. Some types of pasta we like are also available in bulk. Fresh roasted coffee beans and lovely tea leaves can often be purchased in bulk at specialty shops. Bring your own container and ask. Grinding your own beans and steeping whole leaves as opposed to the crushed stuff found in tea bags is far more flavorful than the packaged alternatives. For the rest, it's complicated. What vegan ingredients are likely better packaged? Something I never buy in bulk is flour. Not only is it messy to transfer to most reusable containers, but it goes rancid quickly from air exposure, losing some of its micronutritional value. I prefer to buy small bags of the most local flour I can find. The bags are generally paper, so at least they are recyclable or compostable if soiled. If I need oat flour, I always process it from rolled or steel-cut oats with my Vitamix blender. Doing the same for wheat flour from whole kernels would theoretically be possible, but I haven't done it yet. Unfortunately, many other ingredients we consume on a regular basis can go rancid or otherwise spoil if they aren't carefully stored. Even before I start to worry about hygiene, the box type of bulk bins that opens from the top accelerates the oxidation of many ingredients' nutrients. Naturally oily foods like nuts and seeds can go rancid pretty quick, and at that price point, it's doubly wasteful. Dispenser-style bins are less prone to contamination and likely also reduce oxidation, but who knows when they are cleaned? Hygiene aside again, the oil residue from, say, walnuts accumulate on the sides of the containers and eventually go bad, contaminating the whole content of the bin. I am very lucky here in Vancouver, Canada, to have access to a couple of high-quality zero-waste bulk stores that refill my containers. They source high-quality products that are organic and often local and are ethically produced, too, which means that I don't go there to save money. Their storage containers seem very clean and stock rotates quickly. When I can afford to shop there, in both money and time, I do get nuts and seeds from them. If I cannot source bulk nuts and seeds from a reputable source, then I prefer to buy them packaged in airtight plastic bags, which have a lesser total waste weight compared to hard-sided plastic containers. 
staples that are easy to make at home. Much of our packaging waste comes from convenience items that have been pre-made for us in large factories and packaged into plastic containers, glass jars, metal cans, or multi-layer cartons. Many of those can be made at home in five minutes or less. The longest step is often washing the resulting dishes. As you get more skilled and making your own staples becomes routine, you'll become more efficient and create fewer messes. And best of all, your grocery bags will be lighter to carry home. That's a big bonus if you travel by foot or by bike. Need milk? All you need is a powerful blender to make a creamy beverage from oats, cashews, cooked rice, soybeans, and more. Even if the basic ingredients come to your home in a package, it's still far less wasteful than buying cartons of plant milk. When baking, no need to use plant milk from a carton. Just throw the water and a handful of seeds or nuts in the blender and done, with bonus fiber. Love meat alternatives? Try your hand at making seitan from Vital Wheat Gluten. It's way easier than you think. Vital Wheat Gluten is sometimes available in bulk, although depending on your area, stock may rotate only slowly. Miyoko Shinner's book, The Homemade Vegan Pantry, offers recipes to make all the meat and dairy analogs you can think of and more. She includes many gluten-free options. If you consume a lot of yogurt, you'll want to check out her recipes. I don't often make it myself, but when I do, I love using my Instant Pot's yogurt function because it keeps the jars at a constant temperature and safe from accidental knocks that could result in spills. You can even make a simple yet delicious cheesy spread from tofu following these instructions from my friend Tasha at the Peace People Project. Nut and seed butters can be blended smooth in a minute at home if you have a high-power blender like a Vitamix or a Blendtec. Even if you get your nuts from a plastic bag, at least you save a jar, which requires much more energy to create. The vegan snack par excellence, hummus, is also very simple to make at home. The hardest part is cleaning the darn food processor. If using a high-power blender, you could add whole sesame seeds instead of tahini, which is really sesame seed butter. But don't attempt this in a food processor. Even if you end up buying one jar of tahini, it will last you a few batches of hummus, which is better than buying a tub of hummus every week. Many vegan staples can be frozen for later use, so you can spend one weekend per month making big batches. You just listened to Zero Waste Cooking for Vegans, Do's and Don'ts, Part 1, by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and tune in tomorrow to hear the second half of this post, where she covers whether glass or plastic packaged foods are better, as well as drinks, kitchen cleaning products, other zero-waste kitchen products, zero-waste lunches, and keeping the big picture in mind. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.